0: Of the world, in grace and beauty, mirror of God's eternal face, transparent flame of love's free duty, you bring salvation to our human race. Sacred mystery, we light the second candle of Advent for faith and for healing. prepare our hearts to be transformed by you. Sacred mystery, look upon
1: your world. Give us faith and courage so we can prepare the breach created through
0: injustice and oppression. Help us, Help us heal, heal your land and your people. The sad and justice like you to be tender and just. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
1: Blessed be God, here, now, and now and forever. Amen. Let's pray together. Almighty, Almighty God, unto whom all, all hearts, heart's Star- own, all desires
0: Let us pray. pray. (coughs) Merciful God, who sent thy messengers, the prophets, to preach repentance, prepare the way for our salvation. Give us grace to heed their warnings and forsake our sin, that we may greet with joy the coming of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God. After being seated, our children are invited to Children's Chapel with Mr. Alex. A
2: reading from Beirut. Take off the garment of your sorrow and affliction of Jerusalem. And put on forever the beauty of the glory of God. Put on the robe of righteousness that comes from God. Put on your head the diadem of the glory of the everlasting. For God will show your splendor everywhere under heaven. For God will give you evermore the name, righteous peace, godly glory. Arise, O Jerusalem, and stand upon the height. Look toward the east, and see your children gather from west and east at the word of the Holy One, rejoicing that God has remembered them. For they went out from you on foot, led away by their enemies. But God will bring them back to you, carried in glory, as on a royal throne. For God has ordered that every high mountain and the everlasting hills be made low, and the valleys filled up <coughs> to make level ground. So that Israel may walk safely in the glory of God. The woods and every fragrant tree have shaded Israel at God's command. For God has ordered that every high mountain and the everlasting hills be made low, and the valleys filled up to make level ground, so that Israel may walk safely in the glory of God. The woods and every fragrant tree have shaded Israel at God's command. For God will lead Israel with joy in the light of God's glory, with the mercy and righteousness that come from God. The word of the Lord.
1: He brings us rule of Zion. He comes from heaven above. His rule.
3: reading from Isaiah. The shoe shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be the fear of the Lord. With righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity. The leopard shall lie down with the king. The calf and the lion will fatten them together, and the little child shall leave them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the ass, and the weed child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy, my believe the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters covered the sea. The word of the Lord. You, God. The song of Zachariah. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior. House of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised to hold, that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all of enemies. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning,
4: From Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named, wonderful.
5: A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you, because you, you're sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began good work among you will bring it to completion on the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to think this way about all of you because you hold me in, my, in your heart for all you share in God's grace with me and with my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness. I long for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that you your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full Insight to help you to determine what is best so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Christ for the glory and praise of God. The word of the Lord.
0: reading from Romans, for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God, for the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it, And hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption and redemption of our bodies. The word of the Lord. Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and over his kingdom there will be no end. The word of the Lord.
6: Sweet,
1: so you <laughs>
0: Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Glory Glory to you, Lord Christ. Christ. Now, after John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the reign of God has come near. Repent, believe in the gospel. And as Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the sea. They were fisherfolk. Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Then immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat, mending the nets. Then immediately Jesus called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the laborers and followed him. They went to Capernaum, and when the the Sabbath came, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught in the synagogue were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having power, and not as scholars. Immediately after Jesus finished teaching, there was in the synagogue at Capernaum a person with an unclean spirit who cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked the spirit, saying, Be silent and come out. And then the unclean spirit, convulsing the person and crying with a loud voice, came out. And the women and men in the synagogue were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with power. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And Jesus' fame immediately began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. greatest be to the Lord Christ. Christ. Well, there's a lot going on today. Normally, there's a lot going on in the sense that the readings we have, we usually get four. They come from different parts of the Bible, and the goal is that during the liturgy of the Word, that's what we're doing right now, the words are read, the homily is supposed to show how all four pieces come together to make a coherent message. Normally, we preach on one of them. Because right, that can be pretty tricky. Well, today there's like 10 of them. And if you've got your Apple Watch on, you probably already heard your ring from uh, sitting and standing like we did. So uh, lots going on. And I can't uh, probably shine a lot of attention on all the readings or you leave from exhaustion. Uh, but reminder that what we're meant to do today, this is our second week in Advent. Last, last week, we had the invitation to consider trading what we wish for. In exchange for what God hopes for, and sometimes that takes more work and more noise and more effort than I'd like. And, you know, this is one of those things we always said in the church I grew up, never ask God uh, for patience because that means you will have uh, to earn it in the following week. I don't know if you've heard this before. By the way, I don't ever pray for patience for you or me. I just pray for peace. That seems a lot better. Uh, so sure enough, this week, I found myself in a couple of situations where, uh, frankly, I'd rather not uh, lean into some conflict, but the point of the week is not to lean away, it's to lean in so that there can be a hope of what we're invited to cultivate this week, which is peace. Now, quite honestly, we normally associate peace with quiet, and um This kind of shows up in a lot of areas. Uh, As you know, we offer a a study on world religions every year. And uh, the symbol that I got as a kid, a teen, and even until recently was this. uh, Maybe you've seen this bumper sticker that says coexist. We've seen this one before. Each letter is a symbol from a different religious tradition. Coexist. Coexist sounds a lot like tolerance. Which also sounds a lot like a demilitarized zone or a stalemate. I can coexist with you and hate you. We agree on this, I hope. When we have conflict, I can say, I'm right, you're wrong. And since we can't agree that you're wrong, let's just not talk to each other anymore. And sometimes we make the foolish mistake of calling that peace. That's not peace. That's not even a truth. That's a demilitarized zone. So we get reminded today that peace is not the absence of conflict, as Dr. King once said, but rather the presence of God's version of justice. Isaiah did not say one day the wolf and the lamb will have their own pins and they'll never see each other or bother each other or have to put up with each other because they don't like each other. Isaiah said the wolf will lie down which is impossible, isn't it? I mean, that's like super natural. That would be like saying, I don't know, the Ukrainian will lay down with the Russian. Or like the people who live in Gaza will lay down with the people who live in Aviv. Actually, I could imagine the wolf and the lamb laying down before those pairs, couldn't you? That's the difference uh, between a stalemate and Peace. That peace is about reconciliation that leaves us resting together instead of building walls. Truth be told, I don't think we know how to make peace. Maybe I'll just speak for myself. I don't really know how to make peace. I'm not blaming anybody, but culturally, we like winning. We like winning arguments. We don't like listening to arguments. We like winning them. We don't like leaving a conversation changed. We like changing somebody else. When things aren't going the way we want and we get righteously offended, we like when they lose and they lose hard. Yeah, I'm talking about politics. But I'm also talking about what we call entertainment. This may not be you, but I do invite you to consider it's an old story. long time ago, I bought a Blu-ray DVD player. I was an early adopter for like once in my life. And one of my students, I was teaching math at the time, and he did not mean anything poorly by this. Uh, this is actually like one of the lovelier people I know. Came up and said, oh, you got a Blu-ray DVD player. You need to watch the film, The Matrix. I've dated myself, right, because that's an oldie now. So, um, and he said, the reason you need to watch it is because with Blu-ray, you can hear the bullet casings hit the ground. I just want you to think about that for a second. The beautiful part of that Blu-ray DVD was that I could better savor violence. He was right. You can't hear the shells hit the ground. That wasn't an anomalous conversation because it's very likely if you're under the age of 35, you either play or have played video games that are intended to hone your skills at shooting somebody in the head from more than a mile away. We call this entertainment. We don't know what makes for peace. Me.
6: whether it's in the movie theater, and by the way, Disney movies
0: are not not free from this. Having seen the most recent one yesterday, the story really was about when there's problems, you just have to beat the bad guy, often it's a bad woman actually, and you beat them violently because that'll teach them that you're right and they're wrong and wrong is weak and you show it with This myth of redemptive violence is so woven into the fabric of our lives that I would contend we don't know what makes for peace. We know what makes for quiet. We know what makes for victory. We don't know what makes for peace. And I will tell you, as somebody who is conflict avoidant, I don't like conflict. It is true that conflict is unpleasant, and it's also true that certain kinds of conflict are necessary for there to be peace. And we had a rabbi come visit us last year who said, a little bit jocularly, and we laughed, and you might laugh now, it's okay by the way. He said, whenever you have two Jewish people talking, you have three opinions. And, um... Then he went on to say, and this is philosophically philosophical case. This comes from, what do you know, a yeah, Jewish philosopher Hegel, who said, one person presents an idea, and that's called a thesis. The second person responds with an antithesis. They both leave with the synthesis. It's a
1: model that I'm coming to appreciate because neither one leaves the way they came in.
0: They both. We've changed. Maybe that's a little bit of insight into the things that make for peace. This is a season where we celebrate peace, and we often forget that the thing you want least for your daughter or yourself is to be pregnant as a teenager out of wedlock. That is not peaceful in the traditional sense we just read it. I mean, I think it was great. If my daughter came home and said, Hey, I talked to this angel. Yeah, you know where this is going, right? I would not say thank you to God. I would say, oh my God. And by the way, this was no small thing for Mary to do. And to be honest, I grew up in a church that said, you know, like, why did Jesus take so long to come? Why did he come on earth? Like, there was this problem. Like, why didn't he wait 3,000 years? And maybe the answer is Mary was the first woman who said yes. Maybe God tried this a lot of other times, and the lady said, like, I would have said, "Uh uh-uh. Actually, I would have put other words in front of the arm. Like, strong, emphatic, not me. Pick somebody else. Because, frankly, we don't always like conflict. And I would put before you that the synagogue reading we got today is really interesting, isn't it? It's not a traditional Advent reason, it's not, but I do think it exposes a little bit, not only how deeply we misunderstand peace, but sometimes how deeply we misunderstand worship. And just to be clear, I'm not going to tell you how to make peace. I'm just telling you, we don't do it well. So that's the theme. And it shows up in the gospel a couple of ways. There's somebody with an unclean spirit, and we don't know what that means. And Jesus drives it out. And notice, he doesn't do it quietly. He doesn't publicly. Well, that just doesn't seem like it matters. Like, shouldn't you handle conflict quietly? Yeah. Well, uh, he doesn't. And what do you know? The people in the room are sort of overawed because he has a new teaching. Like, there's a problem, and he doesn't run away from it or say, come back later. He goes ahead and rearranges the schedule. Again, I, I just I don't know if I want to live like that. It seems inconvenient. And then there's this other bit that is really interesting. The person has an unclean spirit, and yet it's the only person in the room who knows who Jesus is. Did you understand? No one else knows who he is, except the person with the unclean spirit. And Jesus does this thing where he drives the unclean spirit out. And this is how much we misunderstand peace. We think... That I've grown up in churches that believe that this is what Jesus asks us to do. In fact, when we see somebody who's got, well, what we consider an unclean spirit, we're supposed to force it in Jesus' name, which means we try to create the autism out of people. Oh, you've got neurodiversity. That's, that's because there's some breach of faith, but I can fix that. I hope you have not been exposed to that kind of spirituality, because it's wrong. There is nothing wrong with an autistic brain. There is nothing wrong with having bipolar schizophrenia. You're not sinful. There's not a demon in you. We so misunderstand peace that people who aren't like us, we want to fix them until they're as miserable as we are. And that's the version of peace that we settle for. Not only is it full of hubris and presumption, but again, consider what the end of that is. There's no life in it. Beyond that, we love the easiest, fastest bit. And so I did mention this already. Sorry if you've heard it. But I used to be a chaplain in a drug rehab facility for homeless black crack addicts in Atlanta. And wouldn't it be great if you could pray away the addictive grace in a second? But any addict or alcoholic in the room will tell you when you start believing that lie is when you're about to fall off the wagon is rehab take one day at a time I don't like that version of peace because I have to work at it I don't have an addictive brain I got other problems I would love it if I could just have the peace that comes and takes them all away if I didn't have to have the conflict of dealing with thought loops and trauma in my life but guess what those aren't demons they're just part of who we are To make peace very well. We just can't ever make peace until we face the conflict. Now, this is an interesting story about the synagogue because not only does Jesus make peace in public with this person, again, I'm not quite convinced we're supposed to do it just like this, but do consider the public setting. Not only does he make peace in public, But look at people's reaction. They say, he's not like what we're used to. He's helped make peace. It interrupted lessons and carols. It interrupted high mass on Christmas Eve. It's different because there was conflict. And now, the person who was lesser, the one with the unclean spirit, and the people who thought themselves superior, what do you know? They found themselves in the same room unestranged. And it was the first time that it ever happened in their lives, and it was powerful. They made peace church, and it wasn't scheduled. I wonder what that would be like to make Peace service. Be different, wouldn't that? I bet we'd even consider it powerful. Because it doesn't happen. That's why we'll have Advent again next year. We pray our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, the all that is seen and unseen. we believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, the begotten God the of God,
6: the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, and God, God not made. Who made with the Father through Him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, He came down from heaven. but in the power of the Holy Spirit, He became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was saved. For, for our, our Savior, He was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day He rose again, according to the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven. And is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And is seated on the hand of the Lord. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. For the Father and the Son, He
2: is worshipped and glorified. But He has spoken through the prophets. of the people lift up our voices to God in strength saying be patient with us and prepare us Lord together as your church we long to see your face speak to us Lord as we walk through the wilderness listen for the sound of your voice give our leaders patience wisdom and heart for your will for Michael our presiding bishop Andy Hector Jeff and Kay, our bishops, and Mike, our priest, in your mercy. Be patient
1: with us, and us Lord.
2: We pray for all who govern, especially Joe, our president, and for the Congress and courts of this land. Guide the leaders of the nations as they work for the welfare of their people and the good of all, in your mercy.
1: Be patient with us, and us Lord.
2: Awaken us to the suffering of people near us and those far from us. Call forth in us a spirit of generosity and kindness. Equip us to respond to their needs. Arouse in us a sense of urgency to demonstrate your good news in our lives and voice it, that all may hear. Make us messengers of your love, in your mercy.
1: Be patient with us and prepare us for-
2: We ask you to comfort those who have lost hope, who struggle with anxiety about the future, who live in fear. Bring healing to those for whom we now pray, especially those on our parish prayer list. We pray for those who have died, that their memories be blessings in our lives. In your mercy.
0: Let us confess our sin against God and our neighbor. We confess that you to sin against you, for the solution you will in our lives. We have
1: denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world we have created. We repent of the evil that has us, the evil we have done, and that evil done on our behalf. For you have restored your
0: strength in us, Lord, our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. The Almighty and Merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sin, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And with us. Spirit. And thanks for worshiping with us at St. Thomas today. If you're new to this or haven't done this before, in the room right behind the one we're sitting in, we call that the narthex. There's these little cards that say welcome. And we'd be tremendously grateful if you fill one out and put it in the little blue basket out there so we have a record of your visit. if you don't want to call, don't check that box. You won't get one. Uh, But we're really, we'd be grateful if we have a record of your visit. And thanks for worshiping with us today. There are a few announcements I want to call to your attention, and then a public service announcement. So uh, first announcements have to do with the next couple of weeks. We uh, are tremendously grateful to Garmin, the choir, to JP for lessons and carols today. Thank you all for working very So this is obviously a different kind of service where we have more carols and more readings. Next week we're going to have a slightly different service as well Uh, at 10.30. Bishop Hector Monterosso, our regional bishop, will be joining us to do confirmations. There'll be 12 confirmations and receptions, so that'll be at 10.30 as well. Um, And then uh, next week we're also having a service at 4.30. It's not. Uh, that'll be in here at 430. Uh, it is a service that kind of makes room for an open expression of grief and loss. Uh, it's a nice service. It isn't for everybody, and it's not for everybody every year, but um, it is a service that allows some openness uh, before God that sometimes we're not feeling, well, what everybody says we're supposed to be. So... Uh, I just offer that to you next week at 4.30. Uh, it's not too early to talk about Christmas Eve because we're doing a few things different. You know, every seven years, Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday, which kind of makes Advent 4 really hurried. Like, you'll have four hours to cultivate love before you come back to church. Um, so, well, that's how we're doing it. So, the way we're going to do it this year is that we'll have one service in the morning that's Advent 4, and I just want to compare you, it'll be morning prayer, uh, without a Euclid. So we'll do that at 9 o'clock, no choir. We'll come in and have the readings for Advent 4 and we'll have a sermon and then and we'll do the morning prayer and then we'll go. It takes about an hour. Uh, if you were an Episcopalian before 1976, you did this three times a month. Uh, so if you haven't done morning prayer, it's lovely and it's available to you every day, but we'll do it on, on Christmas Eve at 9. Then we'll come back in the afternoon and there's three opportunities for services on Christmas Eve. is a family service and um, it's cute and it's fun. Sometimes there's chasing and costumes and there's been fist fights before. Uh, That's at 3.30. Among the kids, not the adults. Uh, It's short. It's it's lovely and it's really sweet. Uh, At 5 o'clock, we'll have the more traditional service with the choir. 9 p.m., the choir and the harp will lead us in carols, and they'll have a couple anthems. There will probably be a harp solo uh, for about 30 minutes, and then Midnight Mass here starts at 9.30, Uh, so we'll have that at 9.30, and that'll be followed with champagne and chocolate in the hallway. To be honest, it's my favorite service of the year. I mean, really, like, it's, it's dark, and it's beautiful candles. Like, it's just really, really sweet. So so that's what Christmas Eve is like. We're not having services Christmas day. We're not having Christmas day. Uh, So that's that's the upcoming schedule. Now, uh, I did mention something. Oh, one more announcement. The ladies group, the Blast, the lunch and dinner group, they're having their Christmas party tomorrow at 5.30 at South Shore Harbor. Is that right? Say that again. South Shore Grill. And if you don't know about it, you still can go. Just talk to Susan about it, or I'll connect you if you're interested. Sorry, it is, it's for ladies' only. Um, the public service announcement I would like to make, that's very important to me, has to do with the little uh, candelabra up here on the Lord's table. So many of you know that our Jewish brothers and sisters are in their holy days of Hanukkah now. And that little candelabra is called a hanukiah. There are eight days of Hanukkah, but you'll see it holds nine candles. The middle one is called the Shemesh, which means the sun. It's the one you use to light the other eight candles. So that's why there's nine. Some people call it a menorah. Uh, menorahs don't exist anymore. That's a seven, seven candle candelabra that existed in the Jewish temple, which you all know was destroyed in the year 70. Uh, so even though some people call it a menorah, it's technically a Hanukkah. Uh, why do I have just in solidarity with our Jewish brothers and sisters, but to be honest, that's where the Advent wreath comes from. That we light these candles in expectation. The story of Hanukkah, and I'm just going to share it with you really briefly. Um, Hanukkah was not a major, a major gift-giving festival until about 50 years ago, but it has been a Jewish festival since the year 164. BCE, because um, there was a Jewish rebellion trying to take back the Jerusalem temple, and the plan was to take it in time for the high holy festival of Sukkot, the Feast of Booths or Tabernacles. Um, that's a fall festival, and they didn't get there in time. So they waited to have the festival until they retook the city of Jerusalem, which happened in December. And when they got there, they said, We'll have Sukkot, which has eight nights there was one small problem. There was only enough consecrated oil for one day. And it took seven days to make more oil and to consecrate it. So the miracle of Hanukkah was that one day's worth of oil lasted eight so that there was then consecrated oil that could renew the menorah in the temple. Our Jewish brothers and sisters tend to put these in their and just like on Friday nights they burn the candle until it burns down today is the third day of Hanukkah it, Hebraic time, time begins in the evening and so at about 5 o'clock it will be the fourth day of Hanukkah this evening, right? it's a different way of telling time from us and so tomorrow they'll use the Shemesh to light four and on the last day they'll use the Shemesh to light the eighth candle and the whole sort of burn down This is part of what we do with the Advent wreath, isn't it? That a little bit of light can go a really, really, really long way. So uh, the blessing is very similar to what would happen on a Sabbath, on a Friday night. It would typically be the oldest lady in the room who blesses the two Shabbos candles. By the way, do you notice that we have two candles on the Lord's table? That's because we came out of Judaism, right? We still have two candles. So the oldest lady would do this and the blessing says, Blessed are you, Lord God, ruler of the universe, because you've commanded us to like the Sabbath lights. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs>
1: Continue to walk in love, as Christ first loved us and gave Himself for us, and offering and sacrifice to God. we your head it the top you up your hands. <laughs>
0: Invite you to meet you. Our service continues on page
6: three hundred thirty-three of your red prayer book. Page three hundred thirty-three.
0: Should at all times and in all places, give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father Almighty, everlasting God, because thou didst send my beloved Son to redeem us from sin and death, and to make us heirs in Him of everlasting life. That when He shall come again in power and great triumph to judge the world, we may without shame or fear rejoice and behold his appearing. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all for praising Thee and singing. Jesus Christ to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there, by his one oblation of himself once offered, a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and then institute, and his holy God will command us to continue, a perpetual memory of that, his precious death and sacrifice, until his coming again. For in the night in which he was betrayed, Jesus took bread. When he given thanks, he broke it gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup of wine. And when he gave it thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this. For this is my blood of the renewed testament, which is shed for you and for all, for the remission of sin. Do this as often as you shall drink it in remembrance of me.
6: Wherefore, O Lord and Heavenly Father, according to the institution of Thy dearly beloved Son, our
0: Savior Jesus Christ, we, Thy humble servants, do celebrate and make here before Thy divine majesty, with These Thy holy gifts, which we now offer unto Thee, the memorial Thy Son hath commanded us to make, having in remembrance His blessed passion and precious death, His mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, rendering unto Thee most hearty thanks for the innumerable benefits procured unto us by the saints, most humbly beseech the O Father, to hear us, and that thy almighty goodness vouchsafe to bless and sanctify with thy word and Holy Spirit these thy gifts and creatures of bread and wine, that we, receiving them according to thy Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood. And we earnestly desire thy fatherly goodness to mercifully accept this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Most humbly beseeching thee to grant, by the merits and death of thy Son Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins, and all of the benefits of his passion. Here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves,
6: our souls, and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice unto thee, humbly beseeching thee that we, and all others who shall
0: be partakers of this Holy Communion, may work. Receive the most precious body and blood of thy Son Jesus Christ, be filled with thy grace and heavenly benediction, and made one body with him, that he may dwell in us and we in him. And although we are unworthy through our manifold sense to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept this, our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses through Jesus Christ our Lord. By whom and with whom and in in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we
1: are bold to pray. Our, our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be, be, be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us, the and we share our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. And as we forgive those who trespass against against us, and that we are not justification, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power,
0: power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us.
1: Therefore, let us make the
0: feast. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These are the gifts of God for you, the people of God. He's to live in your first life faith and with thanksgiving. Let's pray again. Almighty and ever living God, we, we most
1: happily thank thee for, for that thou hast made in these holy mysteries, with the spiritual the food of the, the, the most precious body and blood, blood of thy my my Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And in this assurance, sure thereby, I am thy hand over religious us, and that we are the remembrance incorporated in the mystery of our and of thy Son. The blessed company of all. I have the kingdom. And I have received thee, O heavenly Father,
6: so to assist us
1: with thy grace, grace that we may continue in that habit of relationship, and do all such good works as thou hast prepared for us you, Through mm-hmm. Jesus Christ our Lord, to with thee and the Holy Ghost, be all honor glory, world and land. Amen.
0: Take your encouragement from Christ, and your joy may be complete. We will share in the Spirit. We will find consolation and love. Practice a ministry of humility and compassion, for God is at work in you, empowering you. We will welcome Christ into our hearts. We will live lives worthy of the gospel. We will go forth in hope and in peace. to love and serve the Lord.